What is going on, everybody? You've got the cardboard coaches here with your boy, Coach Co. I am the sports card cartel, and I have not had a haircut in several months. Are you saying that because I had one? So, uh, actually, you, you know what? Like, I can get a haircut in this lockdown. I have yeah. my ways, as I'm sure you do. Well, I mean, I, I had I'm, to do it. I'm embracing the flow right now. I had, and, to, uh, had to do it. You know, it's, it's, if there's a time to be lazy, it's when your province is on an extreme lockdown. I get it. I get it. I'm very happy for you that you've been able to control the flow. Honestly, I just feel like I'm a completely different man when I cut my hair, you know? Of course, it's a nice feeling. And then you see the pile of... Uh, Hair on the ground. <laughs> um, let's talk today a little bit about. I didn't have a good transition there at all, eh? That's okay. Let's talk today a little bit about what's going on. And when I mean what's going on, I mean ultra modern versus what we're going to call just modern. We're going to call the, the guys that, you know, the Lucas, the Trays, but in, in the hockey terms, like the Matthews and the McDavid's. Um, and then we're going to call modern the guys who have been around for a bit, you know, the guys who maybe the Taylor Halls, the maybe Taylor Halls even in the ultra modern, but like Crosby, Ovechkin, you know, like guys who have achieved certain things, they've been around. We have a John, Jonathan Quick, you know, they are. Um, quick. Remember the days when people were chasing Jonathan quick. Absolutely. See what I mean? So like, we're talking, we're talking about that. And the reason why we're talking about that, uh, is not necessarily because coach co has officially acquired a PSA nine OV young guns, but, um, because over the course of the last few weeks, there has been an extreme shift, not just in, in hockey, but in basketball as well, and as we know, basketball seems to be the most prominent market, at least for the heavy hitters um, and the investors and, and all the people with the lucrative cash. Uh, an extreme shift from the ultra modern to the present day modern. And how do we feel about this, man? So. What's interesting is you're kind of seeing waves of, of these patterns, right? Is in the sense that um, you see people attacking the ultra modern, which was uh, going on for quite a while in the early days of the lockdown and this booming market, then heading over to the vintage and now kind of finding a happy medium where there are these players that are around right now that when you think of a Sidney Crosby right now, he's not setting the world on fire and he's not hitting the headlines every day, quite like Austin Matthews or some of those young Edmonton Oilers are doing. So we're kind of finding that middle portion, that middle ground. And that can, in my opinion, encompass anything from the late nineties to roughly 2010. Like you said, Taylor, Hall was 2010, 20. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a fertile ground that people are starting to take a look at. Now, in terms of, acquisition and finding these materials i think that's a sweet spot because especially when people went back into vintage i think there was this realization listen there there was a reason why uh it, during the first sports card boom of the late 80s and early 90s is how i like to look at it there was a bit of a bubble and an explosion 
where the reality set in that there's just so much product. And you hear a lot of people say there's a lot of product right now. There's all these base prisms, et cetera, so on. I, I don't know the details. I'm sure you can go into PSA populations, but if you do go into PSA populations, you, you, you find out just how much 1989 product was printed. I believe there was more printed than there is now. So there is a, 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 a plethora of product that you have in the ultramodern, a plethora of product that you have once you start getting into the 80s, 90s stuff. There may actually be the reality that it is a little bit tougher to acquire the stuff that was going on in the middle when the market wasn't booming. Yeah, in the middle. You know, and of course, Upper Deck did increase uh, printing back in 05, 06 because of Ovechkin and Crosby. And don't forget, that was a double rookie class. Rookie I mean, class. Was it the next year that was the double rookie class? No, I'm, I'm fairly certain it was 0506. Yeah. But the reality is they knew what they were doing. They knew that that was something that could jumpstart the hockey hobby. But think about the years previous to that, Mark andre Fleury, 03, I believe 0304. Um, these were, this was kind of a dead area where there was not as much being printed because there was not as much of a demand. You know, um, I saw like tops had uh had a, a good chunk of like i've seen a lot of nice like early 2000s tops nhl rookie cards like the yes. datsuk and uh, kovalchuk that they're they're two prominent rookies i think are tops chrome rookies man yeah those were those were big rookie cards back in the day and tops was pumping out all sorts of product um there was uh there was the young stars there was uh reserve there was uh uh, there was there's several others that I'm forgetting that uh, that were getting pumped out at the time, and of course, Upper Deck had multiple sets as well. There are a lot of Kovalchuk and Datsyuk rookie cards out there. Uh, Henrik Zetterberg. I even remember that you know the release of the Upper Deck product that had Zetterberg and Spezza. Can't remember what specific year that was. Now going back, but um, it had to be like maybe ninety uh, nine two thousand. Uh, you know, 2000, 2001 is getting into the, the, the Danny Heatley Kovalchuk area. So, so I think it was just uh, past that. Really? And back then, you know, there was this huge demand. That was the one time I remember at the expo and, and a lot of conventions that there were really big premium prices on young guns right off the bat. They were being super short printed. They just did not make a lot of that stuff like they do now. Um, so that area is interesting to dig around in. Um, probably more so in other sports than hockey. We're seeing a lot of big time uh, basketball movement. Uh, you had mentioned previously Steph Curry. Yeah, man. So and before be Tim Duncan, dude, before we jumped on the show, we were talking a little bit about how Steph Curry just hit 18 K for the PSA 10 and the pop report on them. Like it's an early two thousands card, but there's only like 300 of them that exist. Yeah. That, you know what that's, I mean? that's kind of the, the, the backing factor there that we have to remember is look at the era itself and what was going on and you'll find that there, there's going to be a fluctuation in the amount that's printed mind you you know again it's also dependent on company because upper deck was in a pretty prime position at the time they they, they started pumping out the golf product yeah in the early oos so so look at the look at what the companies were doing at the time look at what was going on in the specific sports at the time i mean that is definitely a dead area yeah for yeah. And there just wasn't as much made. And so these, these collectors that are old collectors or maybe new collectors coming in with the nostalgia factor are finding that it's much more difficult to source some of these items. Now, in my opinion, the players are not quite on the sexy level 
of some of the ultra modern that people are investing in or yeah. when they go through their back yeah. and, and people are buying Martin Brodeur and Dominic Hashett. Um, so you, you have to bear that in mind. I mean, it's still, there, there are all these elements at play. The player, the company, what was being printed at the time, how difficult it is to, to source these cards in high grades. Yeah. Um, so those are all relevant. They make for interesting, uh, they make for an interesting conversation, but also in your own research, because ultimately what's happening, and I'm sure you'll agree, Brendan, people are, are reaching right now for, you know, somewhat uncharted territory because the territory that's been well-tread is starting to get very expensive. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure that, you know, as someone newer to the hobby, if you're willing to put a hundred, 200, 500 down to, to, to make, to, to potentially see some appreciation or invest in a player, that's a little easier to do than, a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand. Well, especially is- because like at the uh, the guys that are available for these like two thousand dollar ranges, I, you know, it, it's kind of like a really hot stock where like you could catch at peak and then it starts slipping back down. Like, and you and, like it's hard to to project where the peak is, right? And that's kind of especially when they're like they're still playing, right? Like there's still lots left to play, but if that guy gets injured, if people all of a sudden say, you know what, screw ultra modern, like they did in basketball and they just start putting all their money into vintage, like the Zion went from like a $900 PSA 10 to like, I think it's like 550 right now. Like, so cutting it in half. Zion is an interesting example because obviously there was bound to be a little bit of blowback from the initial run, but you know, you also had a situation where he started off a little slowly, but he's now playing quite well. He's playing great, like great um, basketball. And so like, like based on, you know, what we know and what we've seen so far in this bubble or in this new market, let's call it a new market because the bubble indicates that it's going to pop. But in this new market, right. if a player plays well consistently, you know, that like it, it keeps going up and not keeps going down, you know? So I, I very think what we're having trouble with right now is ceilings. We're yeah. trying to figure out what makes sense as a ceiling, right? Um, so, you know, if we, if we look at hockey, now here's the thing. Current play should be a factor, and it's always been a big factor for hockey. It's a very reactive market. Matthew scores three, four goals in a week, and you see that jump. So I'm pretty sure I had one of the, the, the largest closings so far on the Young Guns PSA 10. Matthews? Um, for Matthews. You sold it? Yeah, I sent you. I sent you the link, man. Yeah. That was you. That was mine. Yeah, I think. No. Showing some other link. Yeah, I thought you mine. were just. I would. I thought you were just showing where, like, where that the market's mine. at. And that was literally me taking the the going rate, bumping it up a little higher for a buy now, and not expecting someone would grab that. And it was actually when I was on Instagram, you know, having people do the typical trying to bargain bargain me down that it was taken, right and what I saw, what I've noticed is it's not settling in at the 2k price. No uh, talking us dollars. Um, it's still fluctuating because people are still kind of being careful with it. The question is, what is the ceiling? Now, if a Crosby is 45, a, an Ovechkin is 55 and a Connor is about three, roughly 3000. Um, that's where you got to kind of have to keep an eye on it. Now, yeah. look, Austin Matthews has 16 goals. Um, in 18 games. In 18 games, I think 50 and 50 is a very 
tough thing to uh to i was gonna say if you're to. if you're calling 50 50 right now i might leave i'm not calling it myself but i've seen people call it i think and, i'm call i'm calling 40 and 56 i think yeah and regardless you can you can at least safely say that this is someone who has the best chance at winning the rocker shot outrageous man 40 and 56 is on like still unheard of like in today's game it's it's unheard of so in my opinion, now that he's rocking around the same price as, you know, Nathan McKinnon or even slightly higher, McKinnon's that guy that everyone figures is, is an incredibly talented player. And his team should be doing something. But hockey's tricky that way. You know, people have thought that the Avalanche should be doing something for years. Now, the same situation was going on with the Lightning for years, and eventually it paid off. So it really depends on if you're going to have the patience for that or what your intention is with investing in the Avalanche. But I'm going, going off kind of on a, on a, a sideways, uh, uh, sideways conversation here, but um, I think people are trying to figure out what should the ceiling be on some of these cards. It's not sustainable to just simply continue having the price creep up. Yeah, but every, every day. I know a guy who has four, and I'm like, dude, you technically are holding like $10,000 Canadian right now. Yeah, and it happened real quick. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the other thing, the other thing that's at play here is, you know, I look at that set, by the way, the 2013-14 set that McKinnon's in, and I, I noted this on my account, Jonathan Huberto's having a hell of a year. Um, Barkov? He's always been a high points per game type player. Florida's not the greatest market on earth. This guy's worth about one-tenth of the McKinnon from that set. And those were two of the big rookies that year. There was Tarasenko, Kucherov, Huberto, McKinnon. And there are some eyes finally on him. He's, he's had all sorts of injuries and again, playing on a not so solid market. So I think, you know, there, there, there is a little bit too much of the disparity there, Yeah. but there is ultimately going to be, I remember when we were interviewing Matt Lee, we talked about the concept of the top players on each team. And there's always going to be that top three, four players in the league that people are going to keep their eyes on. And that's going to drive the market. Yeah. And when that gets high, yeah, people are going to start kind of, kind of heading into that, that mid range, right. Um, between, you know, the, the, the late nineties and, and when things really started picking up, I mean, for hockey, it was around 2015. I think it was similar for a lot of other sports um, because even baseball, I mean, even though a trout came out in 2011, that, that market was not doing great uh, until, until roughly we started getting into the 2017 range. Almost. I mean, I was going to say, even Mookie Betts, man, like Mookie Betts, his rookie was not like sought after yeah. for quite some time up until like two years ago, man, up until he got traded from Boston, basically. If you look at when the bets blew up and when you look at when the trout blew up, they'd already put in several great years. Yeah. And it was kind of like the entire market waking up because cards just were not as popular uh, then as they are now. So that, that might be a good segue for us, Brendan, to start talking about these alternative markets as well. I like that. You got something else to say or, or that you know something that we don't in terms of that, that gray area. If, you, if there are any players that, that are catching, catching your eyes, we've already been through the whole nineties thing that's been going on. And, and again, we touched on vintage. Yeah. That, the nineties are an interesting spot because um, they are, it's uh, random players are popping and on, on like on all sports where I'm like, where, it's not like someone went, went on a list and they were like, check, check, check. It's like, oh, this guy. And then all of a sudden, I think it's like influencer-based or something. Well, because... you, were kinda, you yourself were touching on it when we talked about the Hall of Fame and you, you were talking about Barry Bonds. I mean, 
there, there is a huge nostalgia fact. Don't forget that, you know, so many of the collectors entering the market or starting to become more active in the market are in that, you know, they were born in around 1980. And uh, they, they, they that do not discount the nostalgia factor. Another thing I talk a lot about is the popular culture. So, yeah. you know, I've been picking up Gary Sheffield because I was a big fan of his back in the day. And it's like I'd mentioned, are, are people rapping about this guy? Are people talking about this guy? Is he in the cultural kind of uh, relevancy uh, brain? Yeah. And he is. You know, I, I posted it alongside a, an Action Bronson song that celebrates young Gary Sheffield. Yeah. Sheffield, Frank Thomas, Pedro Martinez. These are all guys that were dominating back yeah. in the, the, the 90s. And they all have amazing career numbers. Now, Sheffield's also kind of one of those gray area Hall of Fame guys where he did have a little bit of involvement in the Balco uh, steroid uh, scandals. Yeah. So no guarantee he's going to make it to the Hall, but the bottom line is he's a 500 home run hitter. Yeah. And it's all about the highlights. You know, I don't know much about this top shot stuff. But I mean, they're highlights, right? Yeah. And you know, I mean, it's 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 like it's like blockchain based, like it's uh, yeah. And again, not not my thing. I, I haven't really been critical of it because it, at this point, I know better than to rage too much against something because some of this is really working out quite well for people. So I don't yeah. really have a huge opinion on that. Yeah. But I do know that look, if you got all these highlights and all these memories of these players, that feeds into it. Yeah. Right. And uh, you know, I can turn on an episode of Married with Children. Frank Thomas was on it. Um, these are guys ingrained in the culture and the nostalgia factor is huge for guys in that age range. Yeah. Um, so I think those are great. We're seeing the Ken Griffey juniors are popping off. He's back in the public eye in, uh, in management. He, um, um, isn't he in the league? He's, uh, he's, he's running the league. Like he's running a a department for the MLB, if if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, And you know, in, in hockey, it's going a little further back, but listen, Ron Francis is heading up the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, and this is one of the top scorers of all time. So that's yeah. that's a rookie card that, in my opinion, has a lot of. A yeah, lot of I, I think I think Brendan Shanahan's got potential to pop too. Um, yeah, I, I I think I I think he kind of is actually. I've seen some yeah. big numbers for his yeah. high grade uh, for PSA ten. And I think he's gonna start popping. You know, um, here we are. Here we are, like showing all of our cards on a podcast. You know, yeah. but like here, share share the wealth with us. You know, and uh, and so it's 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 like people looking for stuff right they're they're looking for where's the next thing about and that's a that's great and it's cool and i love the sharing in the community because someone will be like you know hey mike mike tyson card someone be, and it's not always major influencers by the way um don't forget influencers like us uh not not like us i mean influencers just <laughs> influencers i mean we like, we have influence though yeah but what i mean is influencers just the same as a quote-unquote average person on instagram yeah, they're still scrolling through stuff and looking through stuff. Okay, they're still getting ideas from other people. And believe yeah. me, when you're an influencer with you know 10k plus followers, uh, if you're following someone with 1k and they've got some great ideas, that's a great resource for you. Yeah, you know, like that 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 is the reality. Yeah. Um. So they're they're picking and choosing as well. But the best, I mean, the most interesting stuff I source does not come from Gary V or Vegas Dave. It comes from much smaller accounts that are that are thankfully building and increasing because people recognize greatness right which transitions perfectly into rocky mountain sports cars we got we talk about this guy so much and the reason why and he has no idea we i mean he does have a somewhat of an idea but this guy's content is so good it's so spot on 
every single time he posts something, I stop and read it. And like we were talking earlier about the alternative cards. And I mean, he posted one this morning, either this morning or yesterday, about the fact that even though as a whole, the Zion prisms are going down, the alternative Zions, so the, the select Zions are actually on the way up. And yeah, this kind of touches upon what we wanted to talk about initially with respect to you know, how Bowman Chromes are all out of nowhere popping. And I remember when, when I first jo- jumped into the hobby, you were like, just stay away from the Bowman Chromes. Just stay away from that RC logo. It's like, at, like, like proceed with caution. You know, like it might have an RC logo on it, but like, right. as of right now. Focus on, on base and Yes, pop, and, pop, and pop, flag, pop. flagship, because that's where the money's at right now. Like, don't, just don't get sucked into like that RC logo. And now all of a sudden we have flagship with, you know, quite high pops and um, you know, people are loving the Chrome. It goes back to what, I mean, I was, when I jumped in, I was like, dude, I love the fucking Chrome. I like the shiny shit. And um, you know, the hobby definitely can be stubborn sometimes. And you're like, no, this is how it is. This is, you know, this is harder to grade or, and and I mean that over time, these will be factors. But if we think about a lot of the infusion of, of the people that are coming into the hobby, a lot of them are, I want to say young adults um, yep. or like even between the ranges of like 20 to 40. I, I, I honestly, I want to say 20 to 20 to 45 That's are, the, are the people who are coming into the hobby. And I promise you that these are the people that like shiny shit. Yep. These are the people that like shiny things. Yep, uh, there is a shiny factor. Um, Brian, uh, who is, I believe, the, the head of Rocky Mountain, it's either baseball cards or sports cards. You know me, I think I'm it's, old yeah. man with uh, half a brain. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, what I appreciate about him is that he, he, he tackles the relevant analysis rather than just putting it out there. You know, here's what I think. He, he's saying, here's what I see. And here's what I think potentially can happen as, as a result. Um, and I think, I think it was you... Uh, in a, in a previous conversation that we had that was talking about there are standards that were accepted traditionally by the, the hobby and there because there are new people coming into the hobby those standards are being challenged yeah i i spoke at length about um the fact that people coming in right now when it comes to slabs and we're going to get to slabs in a second here um you know psa is worth more psa is the standard beckett's all right SGC's new, so on and so forth. However, um, I told you that off in you know uh, the the small town with the, the card shop that I recently visited, there is a community building there because a new card store opened up, and a lot of the people in that community were fairly new to the hobby, and they really like Beckett. They like Beckett because they like the holder, they like the subgrades, and the proprietor of the store really likes Beckett. Yeah. And recommends that they use Beckett. Yeah. So all of a sudden you have this small community that when you walk in and you say, hey guys, um, there's a PSA 10 and a BGS 9.5. I'll take the 9.5 because it's cheaper. They'll be like, nah, the PSA is cheaper. And then you're going to get into an argument and you're going to realize that these people have a very different perspective now. Yeah. Just because of what they've been going through. Yeah. So obviously that hasn't permeated the entire hobby, but it's an example how it can slowly start to build up. For sure. Um, as far as you know, the, the Bowman Chrome goes, Brian was one of the first to go out there and say, 
This comes from a product that's very expensive. This is a product where you have another option in terms of the photography. Yep. So some people are not thrilled with the horizontal Tatis Jr. I'm, photo I'm one of those people pro. that just never fell in love with it. I When I first started buying Tatis, I was buying debuts because I thought the picture was so much nicer. I remember we had that conversation yeah. and I was telling yeah. you rookie debuts over here and rookies over yeah. Listen, there's even a movement for the rookie debut. Um, that one, know. in my opinion, is a bit of a stretch. I know. But I agree. I agree. But that Bowman Chrome, Brian's out there saying, look, beautiful photo, right? Upright photo, vertical photo. Expensive product. You yeah. can't just source a ton of these tattoos the same way if you're just opening ripping open tons of of base boxes or like 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 fat packs or you know what i mean like 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 it just you can't do that for bowman chrome yeah and it's ditto tops chrome tops chrome's a nightmare to break man i i I would you know aside from the occasional entering a break i don't want to be busting open tops chrome i would much rather be putting that stuff aside because it's so difficult to hit and It's uh, it's only it's also like this the chrome is so touchy man it's so yeah. touchy. And, and the Bowman Chrome is a very expensive product. So yeah. with all of that in mind and with the lower pop counts, all of a sudden you see what's happened with some of these Bowman Chrome rookie cards. And it's across the board. It's, it started kind of started with the big names. I was keeping an eye on Glaber because I, I'm a big fan of Glaber Torres. Same thing's happening for him. From his Bowman Chrome? Card. Bowman Chrome? Yeah, his Bowman Chrome rookie card was selling for much more. Really? Now. If that's temporary or if that's how it's going to be, I'm not sure. I'm because I'm a fan of Glaber. I just don't like his, uh, the fact that the flagship is like, but like through the roof. Like people are selling his PSA 10 flagship for like 60 bucks. I feel like every time I go on Discord, that like someone's selling one for 60 bucks. And I'm like, I like, like I just. No, no. I'm just saying that, like, the fact that people are trying to get rid of these, like, I, every, every time I, I, I sign on. Well, like, well, based based on the on the chart for Glaber, that that actually makes sense. I mean, I was buying his stuff in late 2019, yeah, uh, for for dirt cheap, and then it it popped a little bit, but then he got injured and so yeah. on. And so, but we're certainly not seeing what was going on with the base Soto and Acuna's, yeah, um, that we saw in uh, late 2019, early 2020. Th- those were just gigantic spikes in price, and now people really seem to be favoring the Topps Chrome. The Tatis um, right now is on a different planet. Yep. Again, anything big in the news about a contract? You recently picked up a Nico Heischer from me, and he was announced today as the captain. <laughs> I was like, Did you have some yes! information or something? Like, I, I, I was know. like, yes. Literally, like four days ago, and I checked the the, the latest sale of like two ten. I was like, yeah. Brendan, don't worry about it. I parlayed that into a Jonathan Huberto PSA ten, so I think I did all right. I heard you got. Um, I heard you got a a nine five Marner. You heard I have one. I, I've got no, 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 no. Didn't you get one from from Dale Mitchell, or was that a while back? Oh man, that we did we did that trade. That was one of my first Instagram trades. That was really yes. That has to be like a year, at least a year ago. I talked about it today with him because awesome. that's how I got to to know Dale actually. So me and him like, were shooting the shit about uh, just like we we're. I was watching the Devils game and that, and uh, I actually he took one of my picks because I've been talking Vinny Trocheck for a, like a few weeks now and he, he really likes the Vinny Trocek but uh, I told him I'm like I'm like you got to get on Nico and then literally like he's like ah man I'm, I'm staying away from the devils in general like and then maybe 20 minutes later they announced that he was captain and he's like I see he's like I see you and I'm like I had no idea 
but like that's, that's cool. remember uh what i gave him i gave him a, a barzal you gave him a barzal 95 and you yeah. gave him a i think you gave him a huberto 95 no i didn't have a huberto it was a barzal 95 i'm actually gonna pull up the conversation because well, i need- want to do that in the meantime uh, i think we were both happy with the deal yeah. Um, yeah, that was quite that was quite a while ago. I don't even know if I still have that specific one. <laughs> I mean, probably I not. Back to, getting back to where we were, and uh, you know, so you were basically touching on accounts. Uh, there's another really good one, Sports Card Exchange. The guy's just like so enthusiastic, and he is he he's he digs deep. He tries to find some non-traditional stuff. He's been a big proponent of the UFC. I guess I have as well. I mean, I, I, I provide a lot of UFC content. I'm very cautious with it because I've made it very clear it is a difficult market. Yeah, it's not the same as other sports. There's no season. Fighters go months between their fights. A loss is devastating. A win is fantastic. It's a very tough sport to get on top of. And that's why it hasn't been thriving in the, in the hobby arena. But I mean, it, it, it is now because everything is. Can you think of anything yeah. that's not thriving right now? Um, so so the point is, these influencers not, are, are, are not necessarily just coming out of it, coming, coming up with it out of thin air. They are following Instagram accounts. Believe me, I, I've seen some, I've seen stuff, my stuff getting echoed by, by large influencers. I'm not saying they're directly lifting it from me, but they're, they're getting their stuff by the same resources that we are. Yeah. And if you look at some of these things, I just, I hope people are being careful, obviously. Um, Marvel cards, to me, so Pokemon cards, the vehicle of Pokemon is cards, correct? If yeah. you want to play Pokemon and be involved in Pokemon, I mean, there's, I mean, there's Pokemon Go now. Um, Yeah, sure. And and there's movies. That's fine. That kind of rotates around. Look, look, sports have all these elements. But Pokemon started as cards. Like it it, it started. The traditional vehicle for sports and Pokemon has been cardboard. Yeah. Uh, Four corner cardboard, or in the case of Pokemon, the four rounded edges. Or in the case of 2021 Upper Deck Series 1, the four rounded edges. Mm. Did you see uh, Electric? getting that in there. Did you see Electric's PSA 8 laugh? Yeah, you know, and I told him, you know, because we always talk about grading, and I told him not to expect a, a huge grade. I Again, had he sent that in, if he was someone else, maybe he'd gotten a 9, because they have to be taking that into account. That's so I, I guarantee if he resubs that, if he resubs that in like three or four months, it'll probably go like 10. Maybe. Or like so 9. People are wondering what we're talking about. It's the French parallel, yeah. which is pretty tough. Because uh, I, I don't know what the, the, the rate is, but th- those, are, those are tough. To get a young gun, uh, French parallel is tough. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big fan of French parallels. Upper Deck's done that before. The 2010, 2011 Upper Deck French parallels, good luck. Good luck having anyone interested in that. Um, <laughs> however, however, the French parallels from 1990, 91, 91, 92 are through the roof. So, yeah. anyways, um, Marvel cards, what is the vehicle for superheroes? Comic books. Comic books. The vehicle. And they're not popping. There's no. There's no comic books that are popping right now. Viewers, to listen closely. Well, the comic market has been very healthy over the last couple decades. Um, It's certainly not at its peak like it was five years ago, but they're still big. And I'm going to say it again: for superheroes, the vehicle is comic books. Um, The amount of money people are paying for these boxes of Impel which were produced in the same numbers, I'm pretty sure, as some of our favorite early 90s hockey products. Um, 
they, they could be purchasing first appearance high grade CGC slabs because people love slabs of comic books, first appearances. And I love those investments personally because comic comics and superheroes are just part of the culture and they always will be. There will always be Batman movies. There will always be X-Men products. There will always be Spider-Man movies. So I love that. But the vehicle is comic books. Yeah. Um, that's one that I'm really like, man, I, I don't know about that. that for the, the, the speed and the, and the, 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 the distance at which it, it raised was very concerning. Um, are you seeing these prismatic stickers? No. Uh, I think the, the auctions are ending tonight or tomorrow, uh, or, or maybe on Sunday, Monday, if someone's smart. Um, there are these prismatic stickers that were released in vending machines in the 80s, late 80s. And it looks like your little cousin took a crayon and drew Michael Jordan. And, and they're like these prismatic stickers. They have yeah. a very 80s, 90s feel to them. They're going for thousands of dollars. I have a ton of these put away, not necessarily the basketball ones. I got rustling uh, movies, uh, Marvel, which kind of look like the Marvel Universe cards, but they're prismatic. I need to actually look into that to see if PSA grades those. You might as well. I didn't think, they, I didn't think PSA even graded those basketball ones, but literally every single card available in an eight, nine, 10 are going for thousands of dollars. Um, now, those are interesting to me. I don't know how many they made, but listen, vending machines were a big deal. Yeah, back in the 80s and 90s and you, they'd be at all the different corner stores and they'd be all the different grocery stores so there's got to be a ton of them uh, I bought, uh, I, talking about unconventional shit for some reason i got the itch actually you know what it was it was uh i don't know if you know what magnus carlson is is that the strong man no man he's a he's a chess player he's arguably like oh man one of one of one of if not the chess. best ch- chess player ever Okay. I actually Magnus Ver Magnuson. I bought his uh, the card. Like I bought a actual like a Magnus Carlson card. It's like a match play card or something. Like why'd uh, you think that Magnus Carlson and Magnus Ver Magnuson and see what they look like? Put them together, and then we can decide uh, which rookie card we're gonna. This guy went something outrageous like nine years without a loss, bro. Like does he have cardboard? Yeah, he's got a card. He's got. I found cardboard. All I know is he got beat. Cardboard, really Canadian, eh? I'm like, he got bo- he got beaten by like Canadian. a 16 year old prodigy, though, man. And you know, he I was know. he was the original 16 year old prodigy, so it's actually a kind of a cool changing of the guard. Well, there you go. I'm uh, thinking of moving to Nova Scotia eh, and becoming a big fan of chess, Brendan. Uh, a boot. Uh, anyway. Uh, well, listen, if, if you're feeling it, there's a lot of areas where you can't really it's go It's cool wrong. as hell, man. I like the trippy shit, especially because I'm getting into stickers. So I'm like, dude, like, let's bring out the trippy shit. I'm down. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. All the, uh, you know, that, that, that seems to be one of the biggest pursuits in the hobby right now is what can I find that has not really had too many eyes on it yet that, that may have some potential. And again, uh, I'm just trying, the way I handle a lot of this, by the way, I, I want to be careful. I don't want to be that guy. People point at and say, well, you no. told me to buy UFC, and no, 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 no. but I, I do want to educate people on it because look, it's, I chose to collect UFC at a time when I wasn't really collecting other sports. And I get made fun of because people are like, man, you missed out on like the trout. You missed out on some good opportunities, but you know what? I enjoyed it. Cause I'm a big fan of UFC. I am going live tonight on IG with uh, another collector. Um, so by the time this is up, that will probably be archived somewhere. Yeah. I'm going to go through the first 10 UFC sets uh, that have all the key rookies uh, 
And uh, just because like, it's like I said, they didn't make a lot of it. And uh, it's a little confusing for new collectors. And if I figure, if I get the education out there, I'll, then it's on everyone else to make their own decisions. Is there still sealed wax? You know, man, it's tough. Even yeah. back even back when I was collecting it, there was always one or two people at the, uh, the big shows, like the big Toronto Expo that would be carrying some wax and it was always expensive. I, they made so little, man. They really, really did. And I think that's, that should be part of the attraction is that they made so little. I think Panini's going to make a ton when they start yeah. rolling out the presses yeah. on UFC. Um, Brendan, what do people love the most these days? A new collector, what do they, what do they get? What do they get fascinated with most quickly? Aton, show me your slabs. Slabs. Everybody loves the slabs. Dude, do you want to actually see some of my slabs? I mean, they're, they're over there. Uh, but, dude, uh, I actually had the pleasure of going through some of, of the ones that you had for you sale. You recently visited. Yeah. And it was actually our man, Electric, who coined this, the Cartel Quarters. And then you also got your grubby hands on some of Electric's slabs. I wanted it. I, what which one? Know, right what was it? I don't even remember. What, 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 what is, Sorry, go ahead. What did I want from him? You were eyeballing uh, an Ilya and Mikhaev. That's what it was. Um, and I told you to take your eyes off. Um, yeah. Now, that being said, did you see the video? I don't know the account. Uh, I wasn't very thrilled with this account because when I threw in my two cents, I think my uh, comment was actually deleted. But Card Porn posted uh, someone in the PWCC vault going through someone's collection. Did you see that? No. Brendan, I love that you, you know, you're on top of most stuff. It's some stuff you're not on top of. And that's cool. You know, I, know I, I, done. I, I try to stay away from the drums, bro. From the the drums, the drums. No, the drums is the best. And Man. when All we're done, positive talking, vibes out here, bro. You'll you'll go check it out when we're done. Yeah, there I was guess. a guy uh, in the PWCC vault going through someone's collection uh, with his permission, obviously, and uh, he was throwing those slabs around like uh, like he like like a like a jacked up juice head in the gym throwing around dumbbells. How do you like that? So this guy was picking up thousands of dollars, tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of Kobe's, Jordans, and he'd pick it up and just toss it back in. And everyone was cringing. And I don't know if you know this or not, PWCC does not protect their, their slabs very well. They do not keep them in sleeves. So I, I, I don't know if, if they have some sort of like uh, sponsorship with the, 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 the major or whatever it's called, those, those, those cleaners, the, because the, this guy was destroying these slabs. Um, now, of course, at the, at the cartel quarters, that would not fly. You no. were very uh, politely going through. Yeah, yeah. The, the slabs here at the quarters yeah um and uh and everything's protected as well with, with sleeving properly like it should be um so there was a, there was at least that now that being said everybody wants slabs everybody wants slab they don't care uh what kind of slab they don't care what grade this slab is everything's getting slabbed and i understand that that's also one of the appeal of the appeals of all the different cardboard that we're seeing is that people love to see the cardboard encased yeah when i was talking about comic books I'm just reminding people, CGC, which is a part of the, the collector's group that covers coins, stamps, paper goods, now cards, as we know, CSG. They're slabbed as well. You can get a card slab. You can get a coin slab. Uh, I think that that is something that's, that we're going to start seeing is that cardboard collectors are going to realize that. Um, and that's going to appeal to them. So we may see some cardboard collectors that are now all of a sudden interested in coins. 
uh, or, or, or comic books. Uh, and I mean, with CSG coming into the hobby as well, they're going to start realizing this is a company that, that handles a lot of different collectibles. The P. Ryan collection, which is a, a, a popular Instagram account, is a perfect example of a guy who's spread out over all sorts of different collectibles. Uh, he's in on this, the, the tickets that we touched on last podcast yeah. as well. There's a lot of stuff getting slabbed. Um, I have these backstage passes um, from the 80s for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, I want to get those slapped, um, just authenticated, basically. They do, have, uh, they do have autographs on them from the marketing, um, the, the head of marketing that would authorize uh, those. And, and she herself, uh, Elaine Ells, uh, was a Paralympian um, cool. who's passed away. So I don't know if they're going to be able to authenticate that. But in my mind, that's going to look beautiful in a slab. People love slabs right yeah, so man. these these prismatic stickers that i'm pretty sure people were buying and selling for ten dollars or a dollar over all these years are now looking a lot more appealing to people now that they've been encased in plastic um so that that is that that, that is a driving force we're seeing in the hobby and the fact that it's getting more expensive or more difficult to get slabs you and i are going to be waiting another three months at least i think no not for the first batch for the first batch, I would. I don't be think so, man. Though. When when did we send it out? Send that in a, in October. Ah, oh, you're right. I was thinking September for some reason. No, it it arrived in late October. Ah. And here we are in the fifth month, and we're on research and ID. So, now you've got some slabs coming back from HGA. I know we put in an express order. But Dude, that express it, order is going to be fire, man. Well, hopefully. I. <laughs> It's actually my first ever express order, which is interesting. And don't forget, I was sending in orders back in the early 00s that always arrived on time. So the, the, the concept of waiting a long time was actually kind of foreign to me. Even when we were sending BGS orders off uh, at the expo with Beckett, and then they'd send them back, it'd be like maximum like three, four months. Those were the days. And, Dude, and it was easier, it was easier to plan, and it was easier to... Uh, run your collection slash business that way. I was just about to say, dude, do you know that the next bulk sub we do, chances are we're not going to see those cards until like 2022. Even Unless, if we even if we sub them like tomorrow, we yeah. probably won't see those cards until 2022. Unless something drastic happens, that is correct. Crazy. That is very true. Isn't that nuts? It is indeed. I don't even think they, they accept bulk anymore. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if they do econ anymore. Uh, like the like the way that we've sent it in? Like, I don't know. I, I really don't I'm even know if that option sure. exists. Does it? I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. yeah? I mean, at the end of the day, we, we, we still have that membership. Um, we could double check. but I'm I mean, we sure. would have to, yeah. But again, you are correct. It probably would take, at this point, nine months. And that would bring us into 2021. How crazy is that? So, uh, you know, uh, um, again, looking into the future and taking a look at the way prices are... are, are are, are panning out right now. I, I, I think that anyone who's being logical right now realizes that this growth is not sustainable. Uh, the question is, is it simply going to flatline to a degree or are we starting to, to see what, you know, what we have seen in some modern basketball product in terms of things heading down? And a question might be how to mitigate the danger there, right? In terms of the different collections. Yeah. I like to spread out. I like to diversify for that reason. But look, if I feel strongly about a player or a product, I, I go deep. That being said, um, sealed product is something I've been talking about for a long time. Now, a lot of people are talking about it. 
I was talking about it for probably the past year. Yep. I created a graph that uh, this was, this had to be sometime last year around now when the hockey season was just getting started. And uh, we had a situation, sorry, when the, when the hockey season was just ending, I guess, not starting, but you know, the, the, the growth rate of a Connor, for example, versus the growth rate of the product he's coming out of did not make sense. It didn't make sense to me that we were seeing him hit $2,000 at that point. He's 3000 now. And the boxes were just sitting around three, 400 us dollars. It didn't make sense to me. And now we're seeing that correction. So we're seeing a lot of growth in boxes. And I, and I hope people kind of take that as a hint going forward that with all the product being broken and with all of the risks in individual players, a good example would be Lafreniere this year, that there is a huge, there's a huge opportunity with sealed product and putting it away yep. and seeing how that plays out. Um, imagine, you know, the, the people that made that play with 2019-20 basketball have made a lot of money and they may even make even more because the advantage you give yourself is now you've got an entire rookie class playing for you. Yeah. Right. So if Panarin pops off, guess what? That's still going to benefit my 15, yeah. 16 product. Instead of one player. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, and this is what I remind people about 2021. A, my not gone and buried. Okay. So I, I believe he finally had a second goal. He did. He scored today. Game oh. winner. Game winner. Two game winners. Both of his goals go. are game winners. Look, the longer he's on the ice, the longer he's surrounded by decent players, the longer he's getting these clutch plays, it all adds up. But even if he does stagnate for the rest of this year, there are other, there are other great uh, rookie cards in that set. Uh, and, uh, and Jack Hughes has taught us, you know, if you have a little, with a little bit of patience, listen, listen, you want Nico to perform. So good. And if Nico performs, that's another guy people have been sleeping on for the last so couple good. years. He just didn't come out of the gate hot. Dude, I've been buying. I so since I got that, actually, I I, sh- I can probably say this now because I'm I'm happy with it. I have probably like five or six Nikos that I've been buying for like twenty bucks, like raw. Yeah, like just I like. And I'm I know buying. you uh, did you did you manage to get one from the sealed the, the retail that you had? Did I get what Nico? Yeah, dude. Did you I tell you what I got? Did I tell you what I got in that box? Uh, I can't remember. I got uh, you, you, the before ba- you tell my- me. Nico always, came, from what I remember, Nico always came out with McAvoy in the same box. Um, Besser always came out with uh, another good rookie card, Dubois. Maybe. I got uh, I got Kerfoot that came yes. out. Kerfoot that came out with, uh, I think it's Sean Corrali, maybe. Okay. It's a great, so oh no, it's on, Anders Bork. That's who it was. Ah, I was like, dude, this is a, this is a case hit if I've ever seen one, man. Oh, boy. Well, they can't all be winners. I know. I know. It hurt. I got literally six young guns, the equivalent of like maybe $8. This could be the year that 1718 finally starts making sense to some people because McAvoy was not performing particularly offensively. Uh, Nico wasn't putting up the big numbers. Besser has been – Besser is always the guy that I figured would, would pop eventually because I saw him as a 30-goal scorer consistently. And he's having a pretty good year this year as well. Alex Debrinket was another one in that. I set. love that guy, man. That's what I was thinking, by the way. I think it was Besser and Debrinket, and it was Nico and McAvoy. That I love that kid, bro. He's so so I'm glad that we're giving people a lot of education on. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure people are just breaking down the doors, buying 2017, 18. 
They're just like, pause. Wait, wait, what did they say? Pause. Wait, 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 what did they say? Write it down. Jot it down. I, um, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Honestly, I know that the, the hobby is scary as fuck sometimes. And, it, you know, it seems yes. like, you know. It's the- causing things that, you know, it's exciting. It's an exciting time. It's a volatile time. It is a risky time. But uh, if you're playing your cards right, you're having fun. You're able to still have an aspect of that collector feel, but you could also be making some good money if this is your business. Obviously, um, there's just a lot of lot of movement, a lot of buying, a lot of selling going on. Now we haven't touched too much on baseball. Spring training has started. Yeah, I love. I, I that is my newest. Uh, again, I was so into baseball when I was younger, but I only got back into the game as of about last year, the year before. I think. Well, have you always consistently been into the Jays and baseball? Um, I want to say. Probably since like 14, 15, like when they went on a little mini run, I was actually living right next to the Rogers Center. So I couldn't not like baseball because the home games, and I'm not joking when I say next to the Rogers Center, like we, I was right next door to the Rogers Center. So every time a home run went off, like we heard it. So I was like, how do you not get excited by hearing a goddamn home run? Like, alarm every time someone jacks so it's like you might as well you see all the traffic outside you're like i gotta see what happens today because i need to know are these the the delgado days no uh, man 2014 2015 (laughs) we're talking uh we're talking price we're talking bautista we're talking josh donaldson we're talking um eddie Man, that team was, uh, and I want to say it was 15-16. I could be completely wrong. So if I am, talk, tell, just tell me straight up. But um, that team was special. And ever since then, I, I've been tracking uh, quite diligently. Um, you know, I've joined my first fantasy league uh, around that time as well, which uh, if, those, if those of you who want to get into baseball, I highly recommend joining a fantasy league because there are so many different stats that you've never even I don't want to deal with all those stats, man. I really don't. That's why I avoid baseball fantasy leagues. I love it. I love I it. Deal with that. I, it's just hockey for me. You're like, no. But uh, yeah, man, baseball is here, at least spring training. And uh, as we said, Tati's got a massive bump. Now, I'm not sure. Do you want to do a little forecasting? You want to do a little like sleepers well, you know rather than forecasting yeah I, I i don't mind talking about some guys that i have my eyes on i mean this is the thing when you start to get more into the game and you start following it more you you start you start noticing uh uh little things because obviously a lot of the more prominent guys it's it, it's out there and their cards are doing nothing but, but popping there's a lot of excitement about these guys like like i mentioned there's kind of a it could become a golden era yeah, you know, 17 to, to 20 roughly. And you can extend that based on the fact that there's so many fantastic prospects, but there are guys that have already proven that they can, that they can pump it out. Well, that's and where I'm yeah. we're talking about Soto Acuna Tatis Bellinger. I mean, like we're not even talking about Cody. Um, so, so that's exciting. And I think and, guys and, from the uh, like 2014, 2015, 2013, they, uh, they're, I think there's a lot of room there, to be honest. I think there is a lot. Of- there is, and I've been telling myself to go back, but what I'm doing is I'm just kind of plumbing the depths of those uh, those most recent years. So I'll give you one. I, I love this kid, Will Smith, catcher on the Dodgers. Nice. Um, in his limited play, he's put up some insane offensive numbers. Yeah, man. Um, 
that's exciting. And it's also exciting that his cards are not that expensive comparatively. That's someone I have in my eye. Now there's pitchers. Um, you know, I understand that they're not, they're not the number, the number one uh, source of, of investing the same way defensemen are kind of avoided sometimes in hockey. Yeah. Although we're seeing that shift with, with some of the big names, but I'm a big fan of uh, Quang Yun Kim. I'm a big fan of Michael Soroka, who unfortunately got sidetracked last year. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Shane Bieber. I mean, Shane Bieber is a phenom. Why but, are we not talking more about Shane Bieber? I mean, the guy almost won an MVP. Like, if it wasn't for, like, two or three bad starts last year, he, he, he was in contention for that AL MVP. Yeah. And, again, all these guys I'm mentioning, they're coming out of 18, 19, 20. Um, just unbelievable rookie classes. And uh, I, we were waiting for a full year or somewhat full year. Have they announced, are they going the full year or are they reducing the games? So uh, they're, it's like fifth, they're going back and forth. Like it's between like the president and the MLB commission. MLBPA. Like, um, but nonetheless, we're going to see what we're going to see at least about 120 games, maybe. I think the goal is to have at least 150, if I'm not mistaken. So, so like, we're only, if we're only cutting out like two season. weeks or something. So, if like, we're getting towards the range of a full season, that's what yeah. we want to see. We want to see what these guys provide yeah. in a full season with a little bit more normalcy. As many guys had trouble last year, top of my head, Bellinger had a horrible start. Alonzo had a horrible year. Guys like that. There were, there were guys that really thrived. Um, Will Smith had a great year. Yeah. Um, there were guys that took advantage of the fact that, look, there were a lot of eyes on them because we need sports more than ever. We need that to, 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 to view and relax and have fun. And they really took advantage. And I want to see what the, they, what they can produce in a, in a full year. I um, It's so funny. Yeah. I'm going after like guys from like 2014, 2015, like guys like Trey Mancini, who people yeah. just forgot about completely. He uh, recently kicked cancer. So, you know, I'm cheering for a good guy here. Um, Coming back this year, it's going to be hungry. I'm excited. Uh, he's going to be playing alongside Ryan Mountcastle. The, the uh, Baltimore Orioles aren't going to be very good, but it doesn't matter. You know, they're, they're, they're still going to hit bombs, especially in Camden Yard. We have uh, guys like Trey Turner, who he plays next to Juan Soto. So he's going to get eyes. He steals good one. bases like a, a madman. Last year, he was on pace for 30-30, and uh, he's – uh, dark horse for 40 40 wins batting titles you know what i mean this guy that nobody talks about and his psa 10 can be had right now for like 70 bucks us dude it is um so i these are like the guys that i'm kind of jumping into and i'm like well why is this guy who is you know maybe fifth in in in, in mvp voting like why why is he 70 bucks like i just doesn't make much sense to me you know, guys like Gavin Lux are selling for like 60. I'm like, Gavin Lux hasn't played a single, like he's played like 30 games. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I'm of it too. And, and he didn't play very well in those 30 games. Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah. And guys like Chris Bryant, who inevitably are probably going to get traded. Like we saw that massive bump on the Francisco Lindor when he got traded. We saw that massive bump on the Nolan Arenado when he got traded. So, Absolutely. you know, all this hype on uh, Chris Bryant eventually finding a new home. I mean, there's some potential. Also, the guy won a World Series for the Cubs, who hadn't won a World Series in a hundred years. Yeah. Like over the course of time, this guy will probably be remembered. Let's get real here. How about what? Springer on the Jays? 
He, I think he, uh, he's already popped. I think he, like, I, I don't think people are going to. I think there's a lot of excitement about the Jays, man. Um, 40, like, obviously as a market leader. I there's there's a renewed interest in Vladdy as there oh as there is at the beginning of every season. He yeah, but he's trading for like 150 now, man. Yeah, crazy. I think I bought yeah. a PSA 10 for like like 55 bucks last year. Well, now what? Which PSA 10 are we talking about? The SP, the Chrome, and the Chrome is the photo that's the SP, right? So, yes, yes, yes. I I think the update is a great buy. Again, which, wait, wait, know, hold up. Which one's the update? The update is the one where he's throwing. And yeah. the, the issue, the, the issue with the update now, by the way, that is a real, that is a true rookie card because the series two base, don't forget is it was an, a no number SP. Yeah. Now that real true update, as we all know, has those top corner issues and yeah. it's an extremely difficult. See, this is what I hope people are not forgetting. Yes, they are. Obviously every year they print a lot of base. The, the Lou Bob series two base rookie card is a more difficult grade than the tops Chrome by far. That's how it was in 2020. But yes, on the whole, the population is higher. It's still a tougher grade. It is an appealing card in the same sense that a young gun is, a, is an appealing card because yeah. that is a base rookie card. It's very accessible. And by the way, not everyone loves Chrome. I understand you like the shiny stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, know. I love base. I know Why? Because I'm older yeah. and I associate that with a regular old piece of cardboard that has more charm to me that way. Yeah, yeah, no, I get as it. As opposed to something that's kind of a new fancy schmancy kind of thing yeah now, so so I, i'm a big fan of the update guerrero i think people are sleeping on that i told you my heart broke when a big seller on instagram i think he moved like five of them for a hundred bucks and i just missed out and oh my goodness um yeah but uh, regardless toronto's looking good toronto's looking interesting um and let's perhaps transition to what's going on in toronto there's not much to do you can't go to the gym. Maybe we should talk a little bit about how to counteract all of these effects from lockdown. How do you feel about that? Let's do it, man. So what I'm concerned about is I was having a conversation with a client who was a teacher. And God bless them. They're in a very tough situation right now. They're back to work. They're running around dealing with kids and they're wearing masks. And something dawned on me. When you are wearing a mask for a prolonged period of time, there's probably less of a chance that you're doing this. Yeah. Oh, that's you take the mask off. Certainly. It becomes an awkward scenario. And that is a killer because look, here's the reality. Before all of this stuff happened, folks, we were not in great shape yeah. as a society. Um, the United States was the worst of it. If you take a look at obesity patterns, high blood pressure, diabetes, and these main markers of mortality. But do not kid yourself, Canada was not in a much better situ situation. We are a westernized country, and it's westernized countries that are seeing the biggest preponderance of you know, autoimmune illness and uh, digestive illnesses and heart disease, and we are smack dab in that. Yeah. So we weren't in a great position to begin with. And what's happening when we're sitting around is not only are we continuing to get dehydrated, we are, we, we're, we're kind of immobile. We're in a situation where we're more likely to put on fat in the worst parts of the body. As you know, abdominal fat is a, is a marker for all sorts of things, Brendan. Um, yeah. It's going to lead to heart disease. It's especially terrible for women. 
Um, there's all these things that we have to be trying to counteract. Even if you do think that we're kind of coming towards the end of it, a lot of people, a lot of people don't think that. Um, so drink water, figure it out, get a, Brendan's drinking out of a water bottle. I'm assuming that's always near you. Yeah, man. So, so I also think, uh, you know, it's important that I think a lot of, I mean, like belly fat as well a lot of that is like visceral. Um, and that often has to do with things like alcohol. So, I mean, I know that things are tough right now and, you know, we might be Talk about the tough stuff, man, made off of work and we might be, you know, either bored or lonely or, you know, feeling a little depressed and I get that, but like, please, please, please talk to somebody, reach out to somebody, Um, There are several different avenues that you can go to, um, to, and, you know, just put a little bit more stock into, into, you know, making an effort to feel better. Uh, I know it sucks sometimes, but I promise you, you know, making that first step is, is what you need. And you'll see that the world kind of catches on fire after that in the best way possible. So you know, things like cutting down the alcohol consumption, you know, people tend to also revert to food when they're not feeling great. And again, like, we're not saying that you yeah. should be out partying and dancing and, you know, it's, it's a tough time right now, but uh, let's not make it tougher on ourselves, you know, yeah. like, cause I mean, eventually we are going to get out of this and you're going to have to deal with whatever it is that yeah. you're and- left with. Right. That's exactly where I'm coming from. I'm talking about more of the physical aspect. I'm so glad that you brought up the mental aspect. That's very real and very important. Um, Thinking that's a great, what you just said is what I want people to think about. Imagine as difficult as it can be, depending on where you are in this world, uh, imagine coming out the other end of it and what your situation is going to be. Um, Because when the world decides that we're going to start moving, you got to start moving. That being said, you know, the, the mental difficulties, we're all experiencing it on some level. And like Brendan mentioned, uh, substance abuse and things like that. If it was a problem before this happened, I can only imagine it's a worse problem yeah. for those individuals. And, uh, you know, th- that that is something to be aware of. I'm hoping people are, are, are keeping themselves close to people that are important to them, friends and family, so that you can kind of keep an eye on that. Um, when it comes to, like you mentioned, food and cigarettes and a lot of those elements, it's the question is, are those things you really want and need? Or is it the anxiety and the boredom? I, I, the first thing I said to myself last year is I, I got to get busy. It doesn't matter yeah. with what. I don't care if it's a friggin' jigsaw. You got to get busy. You got to yeah. every day you wake up. It's funny you mentioned this because I actually had a, fr- a conversation with a good friend of mine. And I'm sorry to hijack your story, but no, it's okay. Yeah, uh, it's relevant. He... He's a friend of mine, but he's also a client of mine. And I, you know, tend to call my clients, my friends. And it's because like, I tend to have conversations with people that like my best friends are my clients pretty freaking deep. Like I'm going to, like, I am going to make sure that we get to a level where like, I can tell you exactly how shit is. And that's the only way that you're going to get stuff done. But that being said, he has a knack of overeating uh, on the weekends And he, you know, he's not very fond of his job. You know, some people go to work and they don't love what they do. And I understand that. And so he works his nine to five and he feels like he's overworked and underappreciated and and he's, he's single. So he comes home or he's, he's not working on the weekend and he tends to overeat. 
And we had this conversation where I was like, well, why, why is this happening? It's happening because you're bored and it's because you, you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. There's nothing for you to get excited about, you know? And like here eating, and I would have these conversations where I'm like, are you eating this? Do you feel good when you eat this? Like afterwards, during, and he's like, honestly, no. And I'm like, well, then there's an issue because if you, if you enjoyed this food, if you, if you're like, you know, I worked all week. I really want to eat chicken wings because like they're my favorite food and you, all different flavors. And this is something that you made a conscious effort to do, then go for it. But if you're doing it and it's causing you more displeasure, stop doing it. Anyway, long story short, we found something he wants to do. He has been talking about getting a guitar for the longest time and learning how to play guitar. And I was like, if you're going to like, you're going to, you need to find a hobby. You need to find something you want to do. Put your energy into something to make you feel like there's going to be an, an, an end to this. Right. Speaking of hobbies, ladies and gentlemen, we are hobbyists. Damn right. It's like, okay. I'm right. Anyway, he bought, he bought a guitar and signed up for lessons. I saw that. And I saw your post on it. Yeah. I'm pretty happy. And now the guy when he has that inclination to perhaps eat uh what was it chicken wings i mean he just he was just ordering food like crazy we'll strum the guitar yeah yeah why not what are we doing we're organizing putting effort into this get organized listen okay last night i i had to clean out a ton of boxes because i got people like brendan coming into the cartel quarters (laughs) and messing with all my stuff so I start to reorganize. I start to put stuff away. I got to do something with the stack, the new stack of 2021 tops, which is uh, pissing me off when I look at it. You 10 pushups every 10, 15 minutes as I'm organizing. You always get that energy boost when you're with your cards. Yes. You feel that the hormonal response. You get excited, man. I see you, you get, you, you see a card that catches your eye. You get, I see it in your eyes. Yeah, you man. Of course I do. Come on. That's an energy boost. I get fired up. Get fired up and do 10 push-ups. Get fired up and start the cooking, which can be it. very satisfying, by the way. Much more satisfying than pressing a few buttons and getting the Uber Eats. But, yeah, I, I didn't mean to, to hijack your story there. No, but man, don't. I, listen. I saw your post with uh, – and, and, listen, by the way, you did it for me as well. Yeah, well, everybody. You, you got my ass in gear. Uh, when would you say – when did we reconnect? Uh, right around the time the Cardboard Coaches started. September, I think maybe October, August, September, we started, we started talking again. You, you have a knack for getting people off their ass. Try man. And uh, it's not that I was completely not doing anything. Like I said, when the lockdown started, it was something I wanted to focus on was staying busy, but I, I was particularly having mental issues relating to anxiety because I'm not a big fan of change. Yeah. Uh, as you know, being out of the gym has had a severe effect on me. Yeah, but I'm sure you're the first person who would remind me there's nothing wrong with a with a body weight workout at home. Just got to do it, man. So you know that that's important stuff. But I just gotta I gotta say again, we are hobbyists. We deal with this garbage here. Sorry, this wonderful stuff here that's worth so much. That was money. like garbage. I'm like, you're making me cry here, bro. And uh, and so take advantage of that, guys. We we we're doing that work. We're breaking. We're organizing. Um, Think about what you're doing during that that time. You're you're really focused and you're at your best. Um, can you start to integrate that with something like working out? Can you start to integrate that with something like cooking? Like 
for every set that I put away, for every box that I've dealt with, maybe I'll do a little bit of cooking. Maybe I'll do a little bit of moving around. Yeah. Um, because by the way, it can work both ways. If you're just sitting down, hunched over, dealing with this stuff, just flipping through stuff, you're, you're actually going to you're gonna end up with horrible forward tilt and all that stuff. All that so, stuff. You know, uh, stretching is, for my clients, Brendan, has been a, a big eye opener. Yeah. Um, especially those who have been at work nonstop and didn't have to stop working because they're working at home. Yeah. They're finding that stretching is a revelation. Uh, because you, you you never realized how tight you were to begin with. And now, you know, w- with the sitting and, and the, the, the looking at screens now three times as much, it's really starting to become an issue. I'm hearing more about back pain and knee pain. Yeah. And guys, we shouldn't even be dealing with that till we're like in our 60s, honestly. Uh, Unique situation. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think we've done a pretty good job there talking yeah. about some options that we can have. get busy get motivated find something that gets you up in the morning whether it be you know looking at uh looking at cards whether it be you know repairing old motorcycles whether it be you know whatever the case may be find something that is going to bring you joy and then realize that there's going to be an end to this and how do you want to feel physically how do you want to feel mentally how do you want to, I mean, I guess those are two, the only things that, that really matter, to be honest. The money will come, but how do you want to feel mes- mentally and how do you want to feel physically? Those are two things you're you asking yourself every damn day. Yeah. If you envision us all as a whole, including me, you, and everyone else, even if you envision the hobby community walking out of, you know, a disaster area that's on fire and we're doing that slow motion walk, like in a movie, leaving it behind us. Are you going to be walking tall and trying to come out of this better than when you came in? Or are you going to be crawling out of it and you just survived and now you don't have much, much energy or much to show for it now that it's gone? So you want to be that person striding out of that disaster and moving on. So I like to hear we're all about progressing here, team. Anywho, team, I hope you guys had an absolute blast. I know we did, always. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. And uh, keep your chin up, keep collecting, and uh, let's keep this train rolling. Take care. Right on.